0: This program is brought to you by Personallifemedia.com. This program is intended for mature audiences only.
1: Welcome to Just for Women, dating, relationships, and sex. I'm your host, Alisa Kreitman. This show is dedicated to providing today's modern women with useful information they need to make empowered, conscious choices. Today on the show, I want to talk about men, man love, what it's like to be a man with a woman who's having a baby, all kinds of things in the man world. And I'm really excited to have back on the show Trip Lanier, host of The New Man. Is that what it's called, Trip? It's,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, thanks, for re- thanks for doing your research. Thanks for doing your research.
1: I almost said The New Man Show because you know, <laughs> it's the Just for Women show, but I immediately was like, I don't think it's called Show. It's called The New Man. It's
2: The New Man. Yeah, thanks, so of for, course, thanks for doing your research. Thanks.
1: <laughs> you're an expert in all things manlike. And so I want to talk to you about trends that are going on with men that I am very curious about. Okay. And the other day I was talking to my girlfriend who is pregnant, and she was sharing with me all these changes that are going on with her husband. And I thought, wow, that would be an amazing thing to talk to you about because you're in the same boat.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yep.
1: So, I'm not, I'm
2: not pregnant, but my wife is. Just to be clear. <laughs> well, you know
1: they say that. Why do they say you're pregnant then?
2: I I don't know. The beer, food, I don't know. <laughs> Because it's, it's simple- you're
1: also getting a belly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've actually lost weight, so that's that's the interesting part. So
1: why are you working out more? Are you stressed out? What's happening? Well,
2: concurrently, I I knew that um I'm I'm really busy and I'm launching a couple of new products and everything and so and with the baby on the way, I got really serious about how am I going to get the most energy. I'm going to have very limited time and energy coming up, so I need to do whatever I can to have the most energy available to me. And so I just I actually invested in working with a nutritionist and getting my diet together so I would have the most energy so I could weather this storm that's, that's getting ready to arrive.
1: Yeah, and you mean basically shifts of being with the baby and not sleeping and yeah. all of that stuff. So you're, you're getting your nutrition together and, and having the most energy you possibly can for your little girl.
2: That's right. We're going to have a little girl.
1: So, what's going on in your world? Like, what else is happening? How is your life changing as you're gearing up for the entry of of your daughter into the world, your first baby?
2: Well, it's pretty cool because I've got a very close friend of mine that is also, uh, he and his wife are having a child at the, around the same time. And one thing that I've noticed for me, uh, and we talk about this together, but as soon as I, I found out that we were going to have a, a, a baby... I went into like hunter mode and w- w- lucky enough, we've got someone in our life to kind of help us walk through these uh, like, you know, okay, this is going to happen. You can expect this to happen. You can expect this to happen. So when Allison, my wife went into nesting mode and she like really went into this place, like we've got to have this ready. We've got to have stability. We have, to have all this kind of stuff. I went into this place of like, I've got to provide. And so I've been more focused on providing for my family and providing for you know this little girl that's going to come into the world that's been my expression of um, you know getting ready for the baby and from the outside though, it just looks like I'm really consumed with work like that's all I care about. but in reality i what what has me doing it is because there's somebody coming, this little girl's coming, and I need to provide.
1: Right. So, it sounds like you've got some products that you're developing to provide the monetary uh, sustenance that you're going to need. What else does Hunter Provider Mode look like?
2: Uh, I just noticed that um, I'm more conscious of where my time and energy is going and also where my wife's time and energy is going. Um, I just it's, it's, it's interesting. I haven't really thought about it too much. But... Uh, Basically, I'm focusing so much more. There's things in my life where before I kind of tolerated, now I'm no longer tolerating. It's like, nope, I do not have time for that. That's not going to contribute to uh, what, I, what needs to happen for me in order to provide for uh, my wife and child so i 've been saying no a lot more to things, and just focusing 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 and um, I know each week i do a each week I do a a, a diary a little video diary on my computer, and I notice that seventy five percent of the time i 'm talking about the work that i 'm doing in the world and um, and then about you know twenty five percent of the time i 'm talking about my the child and my excitement for that, and I'm like, that's really interesting because it's really the child that has me so fired up about the work that I'm doing. I feel like I've gotten rocket boosters under me since I know that we're going to have a baby.
1: (laughs) There's something really sexy and kind of primal about that, you know? Yeah. Because I don't think that's always the case. So what if a woman is out there and her man does not have rocket boosters under his butt? What, what what should she do?
2: I don't know. Well, first, I just want to say, like, you know, for the women out there that think that he should be doing what I'm doing, which means he should be reading these books. He should be, you know, taking he should be proactive and like finding out about car seats. And um, that's all the, that's kind of more in the maternal area. Uh, and if you look at it from a a more caveman, um, perspective, that's where I've been looking at it from. It's like, oh yeah, she's going to take care of the nest and I'm going to go out and, you know, kill this Mastodon. And, um, so I, it's helped me not feel guilty about that. I haven't had much interest yet in reading a lot of the books and finding out what's going on in her body. I mean, I've been going to all the doctor's visits and everything, but there's just a part of me. It's like, when I leave there, I'm like, great, let's go. I got grunting and, you know, (laughs) more hair on my back, all that (laughs) kind of stuff. So. (laughs) <laughs> but anyway I, I i skipped your question there but what uh, so what if he doesn't have a fire under his ass yeah um i, I that's a great question i don't know i mean y- I'm very fired up because there's really no other woman on the planet that I'd rather be married to or to have a child with, so I'm psyched. If I could imagine if I was resentful, if this was an accident, if this was not something that was in the cards for me, and I'm feeling trapped or stuck, I, I, I'm going to drag my feet a bit. And um, And also, if I don't necessarily know what to do, what my next steps are, then I'm going to feel like, you know, obviously kind of like I'm in a molasses. So... Uh, I think for that guy he's, he's uh, he probably needs to start getting some support to either find out what's in the way for him whether it's an interpersonal thing with his wife uh, whether he's just overwhelmed and terrified I can tell you I've been stressed out like not in a bad way but like my muscles are tight and even though this is something I really want it's still really stressful so a lot of guys don't know how to navigate that they're not used to talking to other guys necessarily as, as some women are used to communing with their other, with their girlfriends so he may just be needing some some support he may need to find out he's not the only guy that's ever felt this way, or that he is feeling this way, or he may be really surprised that he's not excited and he has these resentful feelings. It's like, "Holy shit, am I just screwed?" So, um, mm. but I, I think on the one hand, like it, I think the more that a woman can support him and maybe nudge him in the direction of, like, "Hey, you know, you should go spend time with your buddies. You should go hang out with you know. I think it'd be great if you went on a on a vacation with some guys and blew off some steam. I think to let." Um, a guy know that he's got space in this relationship is key. I think the more that he feels trapped, uh, the more likely he is to kind of be resentful and uh, to be distant.
1: That's a really good point. So spaciousness, supporting him and talking to other men because there is a natural, like you said, it's either two ways. You're either really psyched because your life is in a place where maybe it was planned and you're, and you're ready for it and you're psyched to be with that woman, or there's some things that could be in the way. And so talking about those things, getting some support around it, maybe even clearing the air sounds like... Um, where the man and the woman actually have the opportunity to speak all of that so they can move on and, and have a sort of calm nine months.
2: Yeah, I think being with, being able to be with what is, so if both of you are freaked out, be freaked out. You know, There's something on the other side of that. But a lot of guys just like, oh my God, I can't even admit that I'm freaked out or that I'm scared or that. I didn't want this and I'm not ready for this. Uh, so they push it down. And until he's really able to be with that, uh, he's going to be stuck.
1: <laughs> I was just thinking are you is there any kind of like TMI okay thanks doc that was just too much information like is there anything that you're dealing with that's just like kind of a little beyond your comfort zone with either body things that are happening for your wife or things of that nature Uh
2: it hasn't <laughs> we we've been good so far it's been fine I think um I mean Alison looks more and more beautiful every day uh and it's just, and it's also amazing, like how many other people are expressing. They're like, "Gosh, you just look amazing." So it's actually been a little hotter for us. So it hasn't gotten it hasn't gotten into Weirdville yet. Um, it, it was really freaky. I mean, from a guy's perspective, she's the the pregnant the pregnant woman has a connection with this child. She's got a connection with you know she can feel it all the time. I'm on the outside watching my wife swell up. I'm watching. Um, I'm watching these changes happen, and, and the idea that there's a creature, there's something living inside of her, is actually pretty freaky. I mean, it brings up like aliens, <laughs> you know, that movie, and and it, it's on a, on a weird level. It's just like I, I'm afraid to touch her. I'm afraid. To, I don't know what's safe. Um, and so there's been like a dialogue of like, honey, I don't know necessarily how to touch you without hurting you. Uh, sex is, is different there. Like, I don't know. I don't, I'm scared to like hurt the baby and all this kind of stuff. So the more dialogue that we've been in around that, the better off we are. But it's just kind of bizarre. It's like, I, I. it's more like kid gloves. Like, I don't just don't want to hurt her. And I sure as hell don't want to hurt the baby.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a big deal, especially baby sex, you know, I'm sure there's ways to have that where like, it's, it's, it's got to be an incredible experience, though, that there's this, this child, this energy growing. And yeah, God, and that's why I wanted to talk to you about that, because there's so many levels that you as a man are dealing with this, that I think women don't necessarily understand or talk about. And so I really appreciate kind of getting the inside track on what it is for a man, um, your whole world. And of course, that's your personal experience, but that there's, there's so much going on. And when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit more about um, what else is going on for you as you're um, having a baby. Got it. This is Elisa Kreitman. You're listening to Just For Women, Dating, Relationships, and Sex. We're talking with Trip Lanier, host of The New Man, also another popular show on the Personal Life Media Network, and we'll be right back to support our sponsors. Listeners, if you want some great discounts on things that would enhance your life, please listen to the ads coming up. They're ads created by my sponsors for Just for Women, and they help me bring great experts like Trip to you. So if you can support them, I'd really appreciate it.
0: Listen to Sex, Tantra, and Kama Sutra, a weekly internet audio program from Personallifemedia.com. Learn ancient secrets that turn on the soul of sex at Personallifemedia.com.
1: back i'm elisa kreitman your host of just for women dating relationships and sex we're speaking with trip lanier about what it's like to be a man who's becoming a father (laughs) and so before the break what does that sound like to you does that freak you out are you like yeah i'm a man becoming a dad
2: who is is that who are we talking about oh that's me
1: (laughs) oh shit (laughs) yeah is it still weird is it still like what it
2: is it is it is kind of weird but it's I'm psyched I mean the more that I I, there's like a level of fear around it like kind of a surface level of fear and I would invite all the women out there if your guy seems a little off or um, a little put out or he's just acting distance or something distant I would just try on that underneath that crusty layer he is scared he's freaked out so if you can have compassion instead of like coming at him and nagging, you need to be doing this and you need to feel this way and you need to show up more that way that underneath he's really pretty scared uh, and he's not really sure what to do. I, I have a feeling you'll have a, a way easier time working with him.
1: What are you scared about?
2: Um. Well, I think the big thing is like, am, how am I going to screw this up? Am I going to be able to provide and am I going to be able to, to be a good dad? Uh, am I going to be able to stay open or am I just going to like, pollute my child with all of my beliefs and um, and I think the answer is yes <laughs> to <all of> that. <laughs> that's
1: just gonna happen it's just
2: gonna happen we're already starting a therapy fund so um you know just to like let our give ourselves a little room
1: <laughs> instead of the college fund it's the therapy fund that's so funny so uh,
2: so yeah I think just just whenever I relax and feel into it I think when I get into the weeds is when I feel like it's all on me that I'm going to have to take mm. care of it all. And when I realize that I'm going to have an amazing wife to help me out and I've got amazing friends, both male and female, that are going to be in this little girl's wa- life, um, it's mm. really exciting. Uh, and I feel way more supported. It's great that I've got friends that are already parents and I see that they're doing it and they're pulling it off and their kids are great and happy. So I, I feel pretty confident. But there's, there's some times where it's just like I get these little moments of like, oh, my God, and then I'm, I'm all right, though.
1: Well, I'd love to drop down a little bit here because, you know, when any, anytime there's a major transition in life, whether it's death or birth, you could say that things that might have not been okay with us in our history, in our past, tend to come to the surface. You know, a lot of people talk about that when there's a death, you know, a parent is dying, uh... Everything that's not right starts to get uh, surfaced. Is there anything that's going on for you around how you were raised, your relationship with your father, things of that nature? That again, also women could benefit knowing from.
2: That's great. I, I you know, I had this conversation with Alison the other day about you know what do we think it's going to be like? What do we think? Because there is going to be something that shows up. It's not if, it's what. So. Um, I, I'm not really sure um, what, I don't have a specific thing, um, but I I think just keeping the space for it, we'll put it this way, like we were, we were wondering whether we're going to have a boy or we're going to have a girl, and I knew that if I had a girl, I could just feel it like it was going to blow me wide open, that I was going to be in a, in a healing way, that there was just going to be something that was going to be destroyed in me. There was going to be some old way of being that could no longer exist. Um, mm. and so that was like the more scary route, but that was the one that I just felt in my heart. I was like, that's the, that's the route for me. That's the one I need. And to feel more complete now i really want to have a boy too but i my, my whole life is guys and guy shit and doing guy stuff and i, it's, I got a guy dog you know like i've, I've got the guy thing down so I, I could just feel like we're having a little girl in my life i'm gonna be wrapped around her finger um she's just gonna have my number I, it's over it's game over for me and there's a part of me that, that really looks forward to that uh and um yeah, just right now, I'm even getting choked up thinking about it. So it's, it's the, I, so there's something in there for me about having that relationship to a, a girl, a, a little girl, and having her in my life in that way that, that's different than it could have been for my mother or any lover I may have had. There's, just, there's some way it just feels like this cruise missile is just coming right from my heart, and it's going to blast me wide open.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love your honesty and your tenderness. Thank you. And um do you know what that old way of being is? I
2: I do I I think it was probably rooted in a... I uh I had a you know pretty weird relationship with my mother growing up. She was not around a lot and so I I grew up not trusting women. And mm. I've done a lot of work around that and just had a kind of a checkered um there was almost like a, like a, 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 an adversarial relationship with women in my life is that, that I really wanted to have a relationship with women, but I also felt I needed to really protect myself. And, mm. um, in this way, it feels like the, the, the protection part is just going to be useless. Like there's going to be, there's no way I can protect myself from this little girl.
1: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just getting the whole picture, you know, and I really appreciate the delineation between girl and boy. And you could say that maybe, you know, the universe or there's some kind of, like you said, something going on where having a little girl is really just going to blow you open in ways that you're ripe and ready for sounds like because you have the man thing down and it's really exciting, you know, as your friend and as someone who knows you and totally supports you that this little girl and like you're, you're just totally preparing for it.
2: Yeah. I just hope it doesn't ruin my ability to objectify women. Um,
1: (laughs) I doubt it. I doubt it.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm thinking it won't either, but I'm pretty good at that. So I'm I'm hoping that doesn't get away. I'm kidding.
1: (laughs) Not really. (laughs) So what else? What else do you want to share with women that would help us to support our partners or men in our life? who are going through this uh, time. It sounds like there's a lot of fear that comes up for men, even if, you know, especially because men aren't, you know, so inclined to share their emotions with us, that we can have a lot of compassion for them. We can have a lot of space for them. Is there anything else?
2: I just think it's it's, it's good to look back. Like, I can look back at my father. I can look back at his father and kind of imagine where my great-grandfather were. Uh, you know, like the, how this whole thing and their relationship to become to being a dad. OK, so my grandfather's generation was like they got a phone call whenever the baby was delivered. They weren't even at the hospital.
1: Right. right.
2: <laughs> OK. And my dad was like a, an astronaut compared to that guy. Like he was actually at the hospital and he was there supporting my mother. And and I will I imagine that whatever I do to support my wife and my daughter is going to seem a lot different than how my dad did it. So we're the bottom line is that guys are having to figure this out. We're having to figure it out as we go along because we didn't necessarily get the big role models uh, coming in. We've had to create it as we go along. So generation by generation, we're learning so much and we're, we're just fumble-fucking our way through this fatherhood thing. There's so much right. that's not been said. And I think for women, it's on such an intuitive level and so many women have been mothers and they can share this experience and they have such a connection with the child. child. it's pretty foreign for the guy, especially in those first few months where it's all about the mom and it's all about the baby. I mean, you guys are literally connected. And then once the baby is out, like, you know, the the child is on the mother so much. So give us a break, like cut us some slack. I think deep down guys really do want to connect. They just don't know what to do. And I I think the more space and understanding and compassion, that'll inspire the guy to want to take part more and more.
1: Yeah, it sounds like any ways that women could foster the connection where, you know, maybe bringing you into... more of that space where you're feeling what's going on, the kicking, maybe have her share a little bit more about how it feels. I don't know. I've never had that experience. So I'm just thinking like how, because what it sounds like you're saying, is like there's a connection there that you're watching from the outside. Mm -hmm. And so any ways that you could actually be brought into how that intuitive connection is really happening Um, maybe it's just between you and your wife. Like the the intuition that's happening between her and the baby is actually could be being fostered between the two of you as well.
2: Yeah, and I think that if a guy can start to see himself as more of a partner in this and not so much as uh, the caretaker. I mean, he, you know, early on, like, he just ejaculated, which he's been practicing ejaculation for years, so that's not the big deal. That was, <laughs> then there was the, the actual mom goes and creates the child, and there's so much else going on. And I think for a guy, he doesn't want to be reduced to being the sperm donor and the guy that, you know, basically cleans up and does all the work to support. How can it be more of a partnership here? How can he have more of a stake in in it where his desires and his needs are being spoken and they're part of it. And it's not just about the baby and it's not just about the mom. I see some, I can see some resentment coming up for guys like, man, I'm just, I'm just here to take care of mom and the baby. Um, And I, you know, my needs aren't being spoken here. That's kind of a boohoo thing, but he needs to speak up and be like, you know, what would have me more inspired is this and this and this. I need to get support around that.
1: Nice. That's a really good point. Cause I could see where there might be a tendency for that sperm donor kind of thing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love the way you phrase things. <laughs> but yeah, that that you have some real desires and wants and needs as well. And that, yeah, of course it's about the mom, but also and that's what I think this whole trend and that's why I wanted to talk to you about men being more in touch with their needs and their um their presence and what they want in being more of a partner and getting out of those those kind of archaic roles that, you know, the man's you know, at home while the woman's going through all of this. But um, I have a couple more questions for you. Let's take another quick break. And when we come back, I, I want to get into some interesting stuff. The funny thing is I wasn't going to talk to you about any of this. And I appreciate how um, insightful you are because this is really um, kind of a interesting topic that, and one that I don't think... People talk about a lot, but as empowered women, you know, knowing how to continue to develop uh, an empowered, conscious relationship with our men. And I really like that point that, you know, a man has vital and important needs just as much as the woman through all of this process. And I really appreciate you illuminating that for us.
2: Yeah, and and, and if he represses those needs, it's just going to blow up. It'll become a volcano. And if you're in support of him pushing down those needs... You know, that's the same thing's going to happen. So, in my work and what we're trying to do on The New Man is help a guy wake up and get in touch with what it is that he wants and learn how to speak it, bottom line. So,
1: nice. Well, let's take a quick break. Again, I'm Elisa Kreitman, your host of Just for Women Dating, Relationships, and Sex. We're talking with Trip Lanier, host of The New Man, about his process in becoming a new father. Listeners, also feel free to call me or send me an email at alisa, A-L-I-S-S-A, at personallifemedia.com. The phone number to leave a message is 206-350-5333. I'd love your feedback, ideas, and any questions that you have. And we'll be right back.
0: Sex, Love, and Intimacy, a podcast providing weekly audio workshops for your pleasure and connection on personallifemedia.com.
1: I'm Elisa Kreitman. We're talking with Trip Lanier, host of the New Man, about all the facets of what it's like to be a man having a baby. So Trip, what kind of classes are you doing? Are you doing like couple couples yoga baby? stuff
2: or like what, what's happening in that whole realm <laughs> couples <laughs> yoga baby stuff uh we have I, I can't
1: really imagine what they have now
2: it's still a, it's still a bit yeah we're in Boulder. they got everything uh we we're still a little early for us to start doing some classes we have a doula that we're working with and she's kind of you know coaching us through this process um but we're going to start doing some classes soon and i, I wish i could tell you we, we haven't decided on on the stuff that or at least i'm not aware of what we plan on doing i think we're doing a uh Oh, shit. I I don't know. I can't tell you. I can't remember off the top of my head.
1: What's a doula for people who are unfamiliar with that term? Basically,
2: she's kind of more of the support. She helps, you know, if the midwife is there to help with the kind of more of the physical uh, delivery part of like making sure the baby gets out and the baby is healthy on a physical level. Uh, the doula has kind of got more of an eye on how are we doing psychologically? How are we doing emotionally? Because this is huge. This is going to be one of the biggest events of our life. So um, she's been there to help prepare us. Like, this is something you're going to, you know, look forward over the next month, month and a half, that this stuff's going to start showing up. Uh, Your wife is going to start acting this way and this way uh, because hormones are flooding her body. Um, So what do you need to do to prepare yourself to be living with a crazy woman? Okay, thank you very much. You know, so um, she's Wow! So she's supporting us in that way, and then she'll also be there for the birth to help me support Allison.
1: That's incredible. Okay, so a doula is more the emotional support and allowing you to understand what's coming, which I could think is such a relief. I mean, that's... I don't know. How long have doulas been around? Like 10 years, five years? Well, you think
2: about it. It is kind of stupid that it's, it's, and it's one of those things in our culture that we tend to go and isolate when we go through things that everybody else has gone through, whether it's been a, uh, some kind of marital problem, uh, infidelity, uh, you know, job loss a um, uh, death in the family. We tend to go through those things and we isolate when chances right. are so many people in our community have done, have had to go through the same thing. So it's great to have a coach, uh, a doula, whatever you want to call her to, to just lay out the, the, the territory and, and give us a plan and help us get clear about what we want and help us communicate. So she's helping me and Allison communicate what's going on for each other and get it all out in the open.
1: Is there anything that you're doing, um, you know how they say the fetus can sense and hear everything, and so are you playing any kind, of particular music, or going on particular hikes, or going to particular areas where you think that's going to nourish your growing child? Absolutely. Does anything like that
2: We've been lo- a lot of gangster rap. Um,
1: <laughs> <it's-> <laughs>
2: I want this child to be tough. That's a
1: sugar. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: I read, I read, a, I read a, I've been reading a little book to her every night, and so I kind of talk at the belly, and I'll, this, it feels really weird to be talking to a belly, um, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, the baby kicks, and, and you know, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not connecting that she's reacting to my voice, but... It would be nice if I can start to connect to that there's a little girl, my daughter is within my wife, and it helps me to connect that this is a reality. So there's not going to be one day where my daughter was here and my daughter was not here. Um, I'm already building a relationship with her now. And so it feels a little weird. It feels a little awkward. Um, but the more and more that I do it, I always feel great after reading the book and like, wow, this is going to be you know the next few years of my life. I'm going to be reading to her at night. And... Um, she's getting to hear my voice now. She's learning to hear my inflections and, and I love making my wife laugh. And so the, the idea that she hears my voice and then she hears my wife laugh is a great cue that she's going to think I'm really funny too.
1: (laughs) So you're priming her to like you. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so great. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to, um, you know, really, how can you be more involved and connected? That's a perfect way because, yeah, from the things that I've read, the fetus does hear the tonality in your voice and and having that connection with you, that that's one of the ways to do it. So I'm glad to hear that you're doing that.
2: And I resisted it. Oh. I, it was one of those things where I was like, are you freaking kidding me? And then the more that I kind of learned about it biologically, like I was read about where the baby is developmental wise, I was like, well, she can't hear. So why not hear me? You know, talk a little exactly. bit. Exactly. So I just sometimes I'll just read the business section of the newspaper or something, and uh.
1: swear. <laughs> <laughs> get your get your seduction community guys on there. <laughs> I, I, I'll read will read
2: a penthouse forum letter to her. So my,
1: my, exactly because she's going to need range. <laughs> yeah.
2: My best friend's mother walked in the room. Little did she know that her blouse was undone. So. <laughs>
1: Uh, Trip, it's always so fun to talk to you. Thank you for um, having this completely off-the-cuff conversation because I wanted to talk to you about mandals and man purses and what's going on with, you know, movies like I Love You, Man. And we're just going to have to come back and do that because... I'm still interested in what you have to say about that, but this was really interesting to me. Thank you so much for sharing yourself and dropping in there with um, what it is for you as a man. Not only not only just any man, but a man who coaches other men, a man who's in the lives of you know, consciousness-seeking men as well and sharing how we can, as women, and for the men who listen to my show, really be supportive and conscious during this uh, really pivotal time, bringing a life into the world.
2: Thank you. It was my pleasure. It feels edgy. It definitely because there's so much I don't know. And this is one of those areas where I want to get it right. And uh, And I hope that the listeners just get that this is my experience as of where I am today at, uh, you know, in the morning here, uh, everything. It's been this just roller coaster of changes. And uh, so I hope that I've been able to provide some value to your listeners and they give me some room because I, I am I know I'm going to screw up.
1: Well, you know what makes the difference is us feeling you, you know, and I think that's what women really long for is to feel the honesty and the humility and the love and the centeredness that you offer that in and of itself, you know. you know, beyond some of the awesome points that you've given us, but that we can feel you and what it feels like to have a man so grounded and centered and honest about that. You don't know and that you're doing the best you can and you're going to screw up, but that you're right with yourself about it and you're right with your process. Mm,
2: Thanks, Elise. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. So if men and women want to find you, where where would we go?
2: Go to com. It's T R I P P L A N I E R.com. I've got some free videos on there for the guys, and you can find links to check out the new man podcast uh, and some of the other offerings that I've got going on. So, com.
1: Awesome. Thank you again. I definitely have to have you back because I do want to talk about um, man love. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with the man love? I, I noticed I have a crush on um, Jason Siegel. Uh-huh. He was in uh, I Love You, Man. I don't know why. He's kind of like a really, he seems a little intense. I just like to laugh, kind of like you. You know, that's why I like to interview you. Yeah. I just like to laugh. I like, I like funny guys.
2: I tell you what, I, I get so, t- like a girl can walk in the room and I may not notice her physically or even energetically but if i start talking to her she makes me laugh i get so hot for her i am just so turned on by naturally funny girls not the ones that have to like cut other people down to be funny but girls that just have a are witty and have a quick sense of humor i'm putty i love them <laughs>
1: Maybe you and I should have our own show. We should we should have something. We should do something together soon. We always talk about that. Are
2: you hitting on me? But now me you're again?
1: all busy having a baby. For Christ's sake, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to be tied up for years now. <laughs> My life's over. Oh no. <laughs> hey, where can we see your little? Did you say you're do you're doing diaries? But are you putting that on Facebook or anything? No. Or is that like personal video?
2: That's personal.
1: Yeah, it's personal.
2: I don't I don't you let my whole line. life. Out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just read this article the other day about this woman. She's a blogger and she had to really rein it in because it was starting to affect her relationship, you know, because people want to know and they just keep digging and she would, kept sharing and her her boyfriend was like, you know what? Can you hold up?
2: <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's healthy to have some some boundaries and a little mystery doesn't hurt either.
1: So to recap the points that Trip Lanier talked about, he offered talking to other men to get support. Allow your man, support him in going out, blowing off steam with his guy friends. That's really going to support him in his process of having a child with you. The second point is to really have compassion for your man, to understand that he's scared. He's going through his own fears and that it's really important for him to know that he's got your love, he's got your compassion, and that you've got his back. The third point Tripp talked about was having connection with the baby. Any way that you can support him having that connection with the baby is going to really help. One thing he talked about was even though it was a little weird for him in the beginning, him actually reading a book to the baby really helped. It helped his wife relax, it helped him relax, and it really helped develop the family unit now. The fourth point he talked about was supporting your man and being your partner, that he's just not the the one that's going to clean up after you, that he has needs too. And to be really aware of that that he's your partner versus a caretaker, that that partnership still maintains itself and is developed throughout this whole process. And finally, the fifth point is to stay in community, to stay in with friends and not isolate. So any way you and your man can stay in the community, to stay connected, to know that all your fears are fears that everyone else has had, Not isolating, but keeping yourself in the realm, talking with other people, whether it's a doula, a therapist, a counselor, friends, that all the fears, all the things that are coming up get talked about. Everyone, thank you, too, for listening. Again, if you want text and transcripts of this show or any shows on the Personal Life Media Network, just go to personallifemedia.com. And if you're suffering from anxiety, don't miss your chance to discover instant and long-term relief. I've developed a product called Masterful Techniques for Fear and Anxiety Relief. Just go to masterfultechniques.com and when you enter the promo code WOMEN, you get $100 off the original price. That's masterfultechniques.com, promo code WOMEN. Thank you so much. I'm Elisa Kreitman, always expanding your choices here on Just for Women, Dating, Relationships, and Sex. Tune in next week for more juicy news you can use.